0: So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves.
1: Welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. We are just thrilled you've taken this time to join us, and we look forward to ministering to you, talking to you some more about all the wonderful things, as much as we can get in here today, of uh, the the bridge that Jesus uh, created for us from Old Testament to New Testament, uh, what happened on the day of Pentecost, all of these wonderful, wonderful things that so many times either people are ignorant of, Terry, just because they haven't, you know been taught, no, that's right. or uh, so much that Christians have forgotten the great foundation of what we have from Old to New Testament in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Well, we
0: even find out that people that have been Christians all their lives don't really get the... No, no. They don't. They really don't understand what's really going on.
1: You were just preaching some of this out in California and uh, about the on the day of Pentecost there in California, Pentecost Mm -hmm. Sunday. Yeah, back in June. Back in June. And it was just outstanding. It was just um, magnificent in the way uh, all of these events not only happened, but the way you were able to lay it out for the people that they even understood Pentecost Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it, it was good. God anointed and blessed it and I mean, you even got excited. And, you know, when when, when, when you've heard stuff you hadn't heard before. When that's, I've
1: heard it, that's gone to good. Bible school and knew it, you know, and then still hear it preached under the anointing. It, it, there's a big difference. And uh, j- just the fact that God has had every detail of this planned, I mean, every yes. single detail in every book of the Old Testament and every uh Action of the Lord Jesus Christ in his in his 33 and a half year life here on the planet, all of these things is just amazing to me.
0: It, it's, it, yeah, amazing is a great word, but I think it's so far past that. Yeah, it is. It, it, it boggles the mind. It does. Boggle it the really mind. does. And and I, I sure don't want to get into it today because we I've already <laughs> we we have a short clock anyway. It seems like it always runs out on me. But um, I just always I thank the Lord all the time and I say. The timing,
1: yeah, the timing. the supernatural, the miraculous, Holy supernatural Ghost
0: timing, yeah, that God put all these things. You know, somebody asked me again just the other day. They said, "Well, wasn't the Bible written by men?" And I said, "I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So was the Quran. Yeah. So was uh, uh, Charles Darwin's book. You know, right. evolution. I mean, it's all written by men. But the difference is, the Bible was inspired of the Holy Ghost. Bible the Bible was authored in yeah. heaven by the Holy Ghost. The and supernatural. And then, then he spoke it to men.
1: Supernatural power of God. Spoke it to men. Yes.
0: And, and somebody said, the same person said to me, said, well, yeah, but how, how, how did all that stuff get in the Bible? I said, well, he said, the Holy Ghost decided what needed to be there. That's right. Because it's, the Word tells us all, A-W-L, all Scripture, right. all of it, every bit of it, is given by inspiration of God, yes. by, by the Holy Ghost. Right, And so... Uh, um, I said, you know, take take the New Testament for example. I said, you know, the, the John, you know, the word epistle means letter. So you have all these epistles, right. and all the epistles are after you got the Gospels, the New Testament, you got the Gospels, and you got the Book of Acts, then you've got epistles, right? And the word epistle simply means letter, right? You know, I used to think that an epistle was a wife of an apostle. That's not true. Uh, epistles just means letter, and so all those books in the New Testament. Are simply great missionary statesmen yes. Peter James Paul John missionaries. Missionaries, everyone yes. uh, writing Probably. missions letters yeah. to missions churches. Right. But I told I told this person I said, but you know that Paul wrote more letters than that. Yeah, you know that John wrote more. You know the Bible has First John Second John Third John. You know he wrote more than three letters. Right. But but three of them the Holy Ghost picked right. and said these three ought to go to the church down the road right. two thousand years from now. These are to go to Terry and Renee down in twenty twenty two. You know these, but no, no doubt Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He wrote to the Galatians. He wrote to the Ephesians. He wrote to the Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. But no doubt he wrote a bunch more than that. Right. But the Holy Ghost put those in the Bible. And when you stop and look at the Old Testament, well, as well as the New, those guys weren't that smart. (laughs) When you start to think about Genesis, Exodus, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Bible, what we call the Law, uh, that Moses wrote. And yet the timelines of that, Moses wasn't that smart. He, he, he could There's no way he could have known that stuff. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, really and, and Isaiah prophesying about Jesus hanging on the cross. Right. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of years before Jesus was ever born. It is. About him taking our sins upon supernatural. him. Supernatural. About, about his blood. I mean, it's amazing. And then just top it all off. I didn't want to get into this. Whenever you opened it, I said we shouldn't get into this. Uh, to top it all off, the, the the year Jesus was crucified and then resurrected from the dead, God had to pick that year. It couldn't have been the year before, right? No way. Right. It couldn't have been the year after. It couldn't have been the year after that. After that. After that. After that. It had to be a year where, because with 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 God and in the Old Testament, everything is the feast, right? The Jewish feast. If you ever want to understand things about the Bible, you got to, you got to get into the Jewish feast. And, and I, don't want, I don't want to get bogged down in that. I want to go somewhere else. Uh, but, but Jesus had to be, um, he had to fulfill the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In other words, he himself had to be the Unleavened Bread. He, had, the, the Jews today. In this current time we're in now, at Easter time or or at Passover time, they actually take the unleavened bread right. and go hide it, <laughs> and the kids have to search for it and find, find it, it, which yeah. is where we get our Easter egg hunts from. Right. Okay. And and so they go hide the unleavened bread, and the children have to go find that unleavened right. bread. Well, right. Jesus had to be the unleavened bread. He had mm. to be the 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 feast of unleavened bread, and then he also had to be. The first fruits, the feast of first fruits, okay. Well, God had to pick a year where the feast of unleavened bread and the feast of first fruits were exactly seventy-two hours from each other. Well, because it's not that way every year. No, it's not that way every year. So it's like our Christmas isn't the same day every year. It's always the twenty-fifth, but sometimes it's a Sunday, sometimes it's a Monday, sometimes it's a Tuesday, sometimes it's a Wednesday. Seven years goes by, and so and that's the way that is. And so it's not the same uh day of the year every year and so God had to pick a year the exact year where Jesus could be crucified right and then resurrect three days later you know the church has done a tremendous disservice all these years but we teach our kids that that uh Jesus was was crucified on on Friday, Good Friday uh, after yeah. you know at at sundown and and he resurrected before dawn on Sunday morning. Well, I think we do him a disservice because that makes that kid think, well, that's not even true. Right. Why are my parents lying to me? Because Sunday on Friday to dawn Sunday uh, is not 72 hours. Right. And Jesus said specifically it would be three you get days. the same sign yeah. as the prophet Jonah, Jonah, three days and three, three nights, nights in, the in the belly of the whale. Well. So God had to have a 72-hour window when First fruits, first fruits over here, and unliving bread are 72 hours apart. And that's the only year that would work. He'd have had to wait another what? Seven or eight years for that to happen. Well. So it couldn't have been the year before, couldn't have been the next year. That crucifixion had to be exactly those Romans had to get together, and the church had to get together, and Caiaphas the high priest, had to get together, Judas had to betray him. They had to all do that that year. Have you ever looked down the barrel of a gun? Have you ever looked into a killer's eyes on the other side of that gun that says, I'm going to kill you? I've done it not only once, I've been shot at a number of times in a number of places around the world. And every time God has miraculously saved my life. And uh, in my old book, my original book, 40 years old now, Uh, called More Than Conquerors. There's a story in there called Hitchhiker, the very first chapter that you ought to read. You ought to get in the hands of your teenagers, anybody else that's going out in the world and and there's a possibility of uh, being in harm's way. And uh, God saved my life. He saved lots of people's lives because of it. And it'll be a blessing to you more than conquerors. But Psalms 138 verse 2 says this, uh, I will worship toward thy holy temple. Praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. When I was a teenager, God gave me that scripture, And he said, I have magnified my word. I put my word even higher than my name. me to for me to break my word for me to lie i'd have to become a liar and break my knee and my name i'd have to bow my knee to satan because he's the father of lies i will not break my word and that gave this teenager an unshakable confidence in the power of god that god will never lie never break his word that if i can find it in this book i can make it happen i can take it to the bank and that's what happened when i've been shot at and threatened and all those kind of things. I've gone back to the fact that, no, God's put his word even higher than his name. I can trust his word. And when I've done that, God's blessed me, help me, save me, and he'll do the same for you. Right. Well, pente means five or fifty. And so when he resurrected, then 50 days from that was the day of Pentecost. Now Jesus had told his disciples, go into Jerusalem and tarry or wait till the day of Pentecost right. for the Holy Ghost to come on you. Because now there's going to be a shift in covenants. Now there's going to be a paradigm shift. They didn't know that. The disciples didn't understand. They didn't get it. It was foreign to them. And Jesus didn't even evidently bother to tell them it's not recorded in the Bible. But... But the, the, the way they had been living is about to change drastically yeah. because now throughout the entire history of, of, of time, there had been the temple that God gave them from the time God gave, gave them the temple and the priesthood way back in the Old Testament. Right. There was a veil, a curtain that hung in the temple. And behind that curtain was called the Holy of Holies. And that's where God lived. The power of God was there. And nobody could go back in there or they'd die unless they were a high priest, a priest. And unless that priest was living right and doing right. In yeah. fact, it was so serious that, that the, the when the priest went back there, they actually tied a rope, tied a around, rope his around his waist. Around waist. And then the people were out here on this side of the veil, right. the curtain. And then he went back and he had little bells on his, on his robe. And so yeah. as long as they could hear the tinkling bells back there, they knew he was alive. But if they stopped hearing the bells, there's no more bells, right. then they got the rope and pulled out a dead priest because nobody can go back there and get him because they'd die.
1: When we felt, were taught that in Bible school, I thought that was one of the most profound things uh, that the priest's robe on well, the hem of it. Mm-hmm. It was a bell and a pomegranate and a mm-hmm. bell and a pomegranate mm-hmm. all around the bottom of their robe. And, the, the, and one of the things was also, Terry, so that those bells didn't clang together. And make a, a, an offensive sound. A horrible sound. And the pomegranate in there was the fruit of the spirit. And the and the bell was, you know, to be the power of God. Mm-hmm. And they and everything had had symbolism, everything to, was symbolism, every detail. It was just magnificent. And so when those bells stopped clinging, they knew there was a they problem. The, they knew the a big that was problem <laughs> So they they finally decided they're going to have to get a, a rope and tie it around yeah. somebody, because if they offered what the Bible called unholy fire, then they would be either consumed by the fire, and died, or just dropped dead in exactly. there, and they had to pull them out. So them out. God thought of everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and and so so that had been going on now ever since way 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 back, right. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Right. And so so Jesus knew that's about to change. Right. No more is there going to be a holy of holies. No more is there going to be a, a curtain that separates man and God. No more, right. no more is it going to be that priest that goes back there that does that. Now Jesus is going to be the high priest. Right. And Jesus is going to pay the blood. You don't right. have to bring a lamb and a goat and a bull right. and a turtle dove and, and give it to the <laughs> priest and let him cut his throat and let it bleed. No, no Jesus is yeah. going to be the lamb hanging on the cross. Right. And his blood is going to be worth us all. Yeah, and we're going to See, be holy. Then say, "Well, I got lives. this we're going sin." To be where God dwells. Right. Then say, so "Well, here I got this sin, and so here's here's a turtle dove to pay for that sin." Right. Or, or I got this sin, so so here's here's a bull, or right. here 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 here's here's a lamb, and exactly. and so that 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 blood paid for, didn't pay for it, didn't do away with it. It covered. It It was atoned. Right. It was atoned, and so the sins were covered for a year. They even had a goat. They call the where we get the word scapegoat. It meant because the the priest once a year on the day of on on the day of uh, 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 of atonement, right? Then he would bring that goat in, and then he would lay his hands on the head of that goat mm-hmm. and transfer all transfer the all sins sin. of all the people for that year on that goat, and then he would take it out in the wilderness and let it go and let go out there and get eaten by the wolves or whatever, because he takes that sin away, and so that Took in the Old Testament away. our sin was atoned for. So that blood of those animals Amen. covered. Hallelujah! When we got in the New Testament, Jesus' blood didn't atone for us. No, right. well, A lot of people say it's the atonement. They use a religious uh. word. They was well, when Jesus died. That was the atonement. Well, no, no, he he didn't cover our sins. Yeah, that's right. He washed them away. Washed the New it Testament all away. word. The New Testament word isn't isn't atonement. It's remission. For the Paul said for the remission, for the remission. of sins. Remission. remission means wiped away, never happened. It, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't exist. That's right. Atonement means we covered it up, Right. but it's still there. Right. But, right. but remission means it's washed away. How The blood of Jesus washes up. Now, Jesus knew all Thank this. Thank you, Lord. These disciples didn't have a clue. Right, right. So he knew all this time. I've got to get them up into where they get ready to go into the new covenant, where they go into the New Testament. So he dies. 72 hours later, he, he's the first fruits. He's, he's resurrected. He's the first fruits. Now, 50 days later is the, the Feast of Pentecost. You know, and that's when the Holy Ghost is going to come. Right. Now, the the, the original the day of Pentecost, uh, that, that's a Greek word for a Hebrew feast. Mm-hmm. And so and so whenever uh, the Old Testament used that word Pentecost, that they, they 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 call that Shabbat, right. uh, not Shabbat. Shabbat means the Sabbath. but This is with a V Shabbat. And that's when that's when. uh the Jews say that Moses received the Ten Commandments from God. They say that's the day God gave the gave Moses the law. Okay. Well, on the day of Pentecost is when the Holy Ghost came to live in us. Hallelujah. And so the law came to live in us. Yes. And we became that living sacrifice, that living tabernacle yes. that God lives in. In us, in us, Christ in you is the hope of hope glory. Of and Hallelujah. most Bible, almost any Bible scholar in the world will tell you the day of Pentecost, that day in Jerusalem in Acts chapter one is when the Holy Ghost or in Acts chapter two. I'm sorry. Uh, it's when the Holy Ghost fell and came. They'll tell you that's the day the church started. That's the birth of the church. Hallelujah. So the law came over yes. here on the day of Pentecost. Or the, the it was the harvest of it, it was the uh, it was the feast of harvest right. to bring in the harvest. Well, that's why God gave us the Holy Ghost. And then Jesus told him, now, if you get the Holy Ghost, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and, and, and win souls. I want you to bring in the harvest. This is this is for the harvest. This is to bring me a family. This yes. is for you to go to the end of the earth and gather the family to me. Hallelujah. So that's what Pentecost really is about, because on the day of uh, remember back in the Tower of Babel. Everybody in the whole world spoke the same language. And so they all got together and said, let's build a tower and go to heaven. you know. And so they started doing that. And God came down and confused their language. Yes, he did. And when He can, I've always asked him, said, so, are you sure it was a good idea? That makes it hard on me as a missionary. Yeah. I mean, it makes it tough for the missionary to have all these <laughs> languages to have to deal with. But That's right. Are you sure that was a good idea? But anyway, uh, he came down and confused the languages. And when he confused the languages, then people naturally segregated with yes. people that spoke their language, right? So these people got together, and these people got together. And these people spoke Spanish. These people spoke French. These people spoke Swahili, and these people. And so they gathered together with the like black like people that they could talk to. And then God picked one of that people, the Jews, and said, "You're going to be my people." And then out of that people, my people, God's people, the Jews, He says, "I'm going to bring the Messiah." To save everybody and get everybody back together again, I'll which is what God. you said a while ago. Whenever he he gathered, he wanted just one people, one people. And so, on the day of Pentecost, then all of a sudden, everybody that spoke all these different languages, all of a sudden, these disciples, the hundred and twenty, including the Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke in tongues. And 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 all of a sudden, they all started speaking in other tongues, and the people in town heard them. And this guy from from this country said, hey, somebody's speaking my language. This guy from that country said, hey, somebody's speaking my language. Hey, somebody's speaking my language. And so they got together. And so now God put all the people back together again. Yes, yes. Because it's all about the same thing. It was back over here at the, the, the Feast of Weeks, which is the Feast of Harvest, together the harvest. Now it's the Feast of Pentecost to harvest the souls for God. That's what the day That's of Pentecost was all yeah. about. It's all got a parallel to the Tower of Babel. It's all got a parallel to the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. Because what have we said to you for 54 years? God wants a family. We got to win souls. We got to go into all the world and harvest. Right. And Jesus said to him, he said, he said, pray the Lord of the harvest. Yes. To bring souls in. Then he said to him, don't you have a saying that it's is four months of the harvest? Well, I'm telling you, open your eyes. The fields are white already to harvest. That's just. Phenomenal. And so he said. He said that to him in John uh, chapter what four, four? And he said in Matthew chapter seven. Is that right? Uh, Matthew chapter nine thirty seven, and then uh, John four thirty five. Uh, he said to him, "Now the harvest is there. You need to go reap the harvest." Right. So he knew what the disciples didn't know—that there's about to be a paradigm shift that when he dies on the cross, the Bible, the Bible says the temple, the veil in the temple, the curtain is going to be rent or torn in two. So it's not going to exist anymore. The, the Holy of Holies is no longer there. No more of the priests go back here and die. No, no more, no more. Because now the high priest, Jesus, is moving to heaven. <laughs> And God has the Holy of Holies in heaven. Yes, yes. And he says to us in the New Testament, He said, Now you can come boldly into my throne room anytime you want to. Hallelujah. Now, they couldn't do that before. They up uh, the a, a Jew couldn't just come boldly into the Holy of Holies. That's right. They'd die. But now he said, You can come boldly into my throne room. But Renee, only only a priest, a high pri- only a priest can come into the Holy of Holies. So, in other words, you're not going to get to be a priest when you get to heaven. You have to be one to go to heaven. That's right. When you get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you're, you're a what priest a of God concept. and you're a king yeah. of God. What a great And I give truth. you lots of scriptures to prove that. But but uh, you become a king and a priest. So, therefore, when I get somebody saved in India or Africa or whatever, as soon as they accept Jesus and I'm preaching to a crusade crowd and I'm praying and they, they accept Jesus, they say, yeah, I accept Jesus, Lord, forgive me my sin immediately, quicker than the twinkle of an eye, man. I mean, Jesus grabs him, dips him in his own blood, washes him totally clean, stands wow. him upright, puts a priest's Completely robe about their shoulders, and puts a king's crown on their head. And then he takes him into the throne room and says, Father, I want you to meet a new king. Hallelujah. I want you to meet a new priest. <laughs> and and God looks at it's you. Wonderful. At that new person standing next to Jesus wonderful, in wonderful. his throne room. And he said, well, you're accepted. You can come in here anytime you want. You can come boldly in here anytime you want to because of that covenant that Jesus did to make the paradigm shift. And so to give you a real quick example we run out of time, Matthew chapter 10, mm. Jesus tells the disciples, First verse one, we use this in spiritual authority right. all the time. Right. Verse one says he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all, all manner all of sickness, sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So Jesus okay. gave us the Mentalism authority spirits. to cast out devils and the, and the power to heal right there. And then he goes on a couple more verses and he says, now, listen, guys, your ministry is going to be just like mine. He said, my ministry is to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's all Matthew chapter 10, verse chapter one. Matthew ten one, Matthew ten starting at one. I'm sorry, the first chapter yeah. of Matthew. Yeah, no, the tenth first. chapter of Matthew. Never mind. <laughs> and so he, I'm excited about this. So he 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 says to them, now I only minister to Jews, right? And I want you to only minister to Jews. Why? Because we're still in the old covenant. We're still in the old testament. All right. He says now. Uh, he makes a real strong statement. He looks him right in the eye. He says, in fact, into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. Well, he was tough with it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare witness or preach or pray for a Samaritan. Well, Peter and the boys are standing there listening to that. I said, man, the boss is serious. I bet Peter rode it on, on his arm. So help me God, I'll never preach to a Samaritan as long as I live. But Jesus knew that's going to change when the paradigm shift comes. The disciples didn't know it. They thought this was a rule right here is forever. Right. No, no. Jesus knows as soon as I resurrect, as soon as I die, get buried, resurrect, this is all going to change. Right. And so then whenever he did die and did resurrect and then spent 40 days with them, the, I call it the last 40 days. Wouldn't that be a great chapter for a book? The last 40 days. The last 40 days Jesus spent with them, It's where you find out what he wants us to do. Right. And he gives us what we call the Great Commission, what Terry Miles calls the only commission. You know, there's not a commission A, B, C, D. Do you one commission, and it's get the gospel to the world, go into right. all, the, all world the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And a lot of people today say, "Oh, brother Terry, it's, it's just making disciples." No, it's not. No, making disciples is good and it's great and it's part of the gospel. It has nothing to do with the Great Commission. The Great Commission is about winning the lost, giving God a family, getting people in the harvest. And you can prove that by you, you got you got the end of Matthew, end of Mark, end of Luke. Into uh, John first of Acts five times, Jesus gives us a great commission. It's very That's plain sad. and very I mean, obvious that he's talking about winning, yeah. winning souls. Again, like Mark, he said, he said, preach the gospel. And whoever believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Whoever believeth or not shall be damned, damned to where? Hell. For how long? Eternity. And then Luke twenty four forty seven, the great commission in Luke. Uh, Luke says uh, their repentance, talking about salvation. Sinners, repentance, remission of sins, be right. preached in his name in Hallelujah. all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So it's very obvious he's talking about the harvest. The harvest. And so when, when he tells them then in chapter one of Acts, Acts eight, he says, Now when you get the Holy Ghost, you'll be witnesses for me in all the world. He said, Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And then he says something that just blew their minds. He said, And Samaria. The last thing they'd heard about Samaria is, so help me God, I'll never preach to, don't you dare go preach to a Samaritan. Right. And yet Jesus is saying to them, and Samaria. Now, they didn't get it. They watched him. They read his lips. They didn't get it. It took them 30. It took them until Acts chapter 10. That's right. Before they ever got it. Whenever the Holy Ghost let down a sheet and said, Peter, arise, kill and eat. And don't you call common and unclean. That's, that's such that's an amazing. Plan. And so in verse 18 of so chapter 11, it, it says the disciples said, oh, my God. Then God's granted life unto repentance. Yes. The hallelujah. And that's when Peter made his famous statement and said, I perceive of a truth. God's no respecter person. Anybody can get saved. They finally. And got that's it when saved. they got missions and started going <laughs> to the world. And that's what this whole paradigm shift from Old Testament to New is about. That we have God living in here, and we're going to go win souls for Him. Then we're out of time. <laughs> One more time.
1: Well, we just pray you got that, and that you have that in your thinking all the time that this is a whole different deal and we are so grateful for the sacrifice to death, burial, and resurrection. I still love it. Yeah, we still got it all, don't we? Well, it helps us be, as always, we want to remind you one more time that you are more More than conquerors. God bless you all.
0: Hello everybody, Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. You know, Christians say sometimes, hey, if you get saved, you live forever. Well, I've got news for you, you're gonna live forever anyway somewhere, either in hell without God for eternity or in heaven with God for eternity, so uh, we don't want to leave without giving you an opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus, to accept Him as your personal Savior. The Bible says if we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and called Jesus our Lord, ask, ask forgiveness for our sins, we will be saved. It even says if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God. I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, wash me in your blood, make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you and God bless you.